You're listening to the Mindful Weight Loss Podcast, episode number six. It's time to look at weight loss in a whole new way. Instead of focusing on calories in, calories out, you'll learn how to use your brain to transform your body and heal your relationship with food. If you're ready to lose your weight for the last time, you're in the right place. Because it's more than what you eat. It's who you are when you're eating. This is the Mindful Weight Loss Podcast. Here's your host, life and weight loss coach, Dr. Michelle Tupman. Well, hello, my friends. How are you doing? I have got a treat in store for you today. Today, we are interviewing Melanie Kaye. She is one of my coaching clients over at Ways of Health. And I wanted to bring her on and talk to you because I think there's value in understanding what it's like to be on the journey towards weight loss and to know that you aren't alone and that there are so many women going through this with you. I know the trend in the weight loss community is to showcase before and after photos. You know, you look at the point A, the before pictures where you're looking unhappy and wearing your baggy clothing in your bigger body. And then beside that is this shiny, happy, glowy photo in your new slimmer body. And you celebrate how you got there and you celebrate that you got there. And I think that's great. But I think the problem with that is when you're at point B, looking back on the journey, it's hard not to look at that with rose-colored glasses, right? It's hard not to just be so excited that you finally did it that you really only see the positive, the successes when you look back. And the reality is many of us have a hard time with this, right? We hit obstacles, we hit mountains, we run through this river of misery thinking that we're never going to reach the other side. And we have wins, right? We have weeks where things go great and we feel fantastic and we believe it's really going to happen to us, for us. And then the very next week, boom, you know, something happens and you get off track and you feel defeated, right? And that's the journey. It's a very up and down journey as we go from point A at our current weight to point B where we want to be. And so I think there's value in talking about what it's like to be in it. I'm in the middle of it right now, and I know many of you are too. And so to listen to Melanie's story, I think will make us all feel a sense of community together and understand that we aren't alone in this. We're in it together. And so Melanie is a coaching client of mine, and we're about three months into a six-month coaching program together. So she's literally right in the middle of it. And you're going to hear her talk about her journey with weight loss prior to coaching and what her struggles the last few months have been, what her wins have been, what strategies are working for her, which ones aren't, and the value that she's found in coaching. And... Before we get to that interview, I just want to clarify a few things. So Melanie talks at one point about how good it feels to order a hamburger without the bun. And I just want to point out that I don't teach no buns or no bread in my coaching. But what I do teach is really taking 
the time to explore how different foods feel in your body, how it feels to eat them, how it feels after you eat them, and notice the effects that different foods have on your weight. And Melanie went through this process and discovered that buns and heavier breads really make her feel heavy and bloated and sluggish. And she has a little bit of an energy slump after she has them. And so she made the conscious decision not to eat buns. So that was her choice. That wasn't something that I necessarily coach everybody to do. Now, Melanie does really enjoy these protein wraps that she makes, and that kind of bread does just fine for her. So she chooses to eat them on a regular basis. So that's one thing. Now, the second thing I'd like to bring up is that she mentions on occasion things called joy eats and exception eats. And we're going to dive into this much more in future episodes. But for now, understand that these are tools that we use to enjoy the foods that we really love in a more intentional way. So often we run into trouble with weight gain and inability to lose weight because of the emotional eating or because of an attachment to some of the foods that we just love so much. And so what we try to do through coaching is to get you to eat in a healthy and predictable way most of the time and then plan for times when you really want to enjoy the foods that you love. And so when we do joy eats, we're actually setting aside time to really enjoy the foods that we love. So we're not doing it mindlessly. We're doing it intentionally and with the joy of enjoying the foods that we love. And exceptions are a little bit similar. They're just bigger. So, you know, for example, if you have decided that you want to eat a certain way to feel good and be healthy, but you know, you've got a big Christmas work party coming up, for example, you can plan to just Do what you want at that Christmas party and then get back on track the next day. Again, the intention here is to be intentional about it so that you go into that party knowing what you are and aren't going to eat or drink. And so you feel no guilt. And the very next day you go back to making the good decisions that you have been making for yourself. Okay, so I just wanted to clarify those two things before we get started. And without any further ado... Let's listen to that interview. Melanie, welcome to the podcast. Thank you for having me. I'm so happy you're here. Why don't we get started by you just telling us a little bit about yourself? All right. I am uh, 38 years old. I am a mother of four. I have been a student for the past four years. I'm going to be a student for for another six years. Um, very busy with my mom life, very invested in my children. And yeah, I'm a military spouse. My spouse has been in the military for the past 12 years. So that's very uh, exciting, very chaotic at times, but we do the best we can with what we have, right? Yeah, we do. You're very busy. (laughs) Very busy. Yeah. Can you tell us a little bit about your journey with your weight? My journey with my weight. Well, I have been struggling with my weight for a long time. I would say that I've been overweight for the past decade, ever since I had my second child. And I was in a toxic relationship and food was my medicine. Food made everything feel better, right? So, and the weight just stayed on. Then I had my third child and my fourth child. And now I'm pretty sure I'm done having children. And I want to focus (laughs) on myself. (laughs) 
I want to be happy. I want to not have a toxic relationship with food. I want things to just be normal, just be easy, just not have to always think about um, just calories and carbs. And I just want to eat normally. Eat normally. Yeah. Yeah. What do you mean by eat normally? What does that mean to you? It means not feeling the guilt when I'm eating, not constantly obsessing over food. I don't want to be eating breakfast and then thinking about lunch right away because I'm already stressing about what I'm going to eat and what's going to happen. If I eat this, am I going to gain weight? If I eat this and I weigh myself tomorrow, will I be upset? I don't want to obsess about food, period. Yeah, it's exhausting, isn't it? It is very yeah, exhausting. Yeah. You, you know, I can I can relate to that for at least two decades, if not three decades of that constant thinking about what should I eat? Should I be eating this? If I eat mm-hmm. this, can I also eat that? You know, oops, I, you know, had a big binge today. Like now, how do I eat for the rest of the week? And just the constant thinking and obsessing and worrying about if I eat this, am I going to gain more weight? <laughs> if I mm-hmm. eat this, am I going to feel like crap? And then, you know, making a bad choice and spiraling down that rabbit hole and then eating to make myself feel better until that cycle all just repeats itself again the next week. Exactly. It's freaking exhausting, isn't it? It is. Yeah. And it's and it's yeah. not healthy because if I binge, well then the next day I'm not going to eat as much. Right. right? That's yeah. what I was that's what I was like before. Yeah. Well then I'm not going to eat as much and then and then it'll balance itself. In my mind it would balance itself. Yeah. If I have a whole day of carbs and the next day I eat only very little, then I'm okay because it's balanced. Well, it's not. That's not how that works. Yeah, it's true. It's not healthy for you. It isn't healthy. It's not a healthy way to fuel your body in any sort of sustainable way. And it's also just emotionally exhausting. And like I often think how much I missed out on my life over those decades because I was so consumed obsessing about food and thinking about food all the time. Yeah. Yeah. You mentioned also that your struggles with emotional eating started when you were in a toxic relationship when you were younger. And I think a lot of women can relate to that too. Not necessarily a toxic relationship, but some other toxicity in life or some other stress that just seems inescapable. It seems to be a common reason why many of us turn to food for the comfort and the safety that we aren't getting in our relationships or elsewhere in our lives. Yep, exactly. Yeah. And have you tried losing weight in the past? I have tried losing weight in the past. I have tried keto and it was successful for the time I was doing it. I lost 40 pounds while my spouse was... uh, he was deployed to Mali and I wanted him to come home to a new me. That was my plan. And I did keto. I was in college. I lost 40 pounds. And then I stopped because he came home. And wouldn't you know it, I gained it all back. And then some. <laughs> and then right? some, right? And, you know, this is also another story I hear time and again. And in fact, I myself have repeated that story countless Mm -hmm. times over the decades is that you find things that work and then life changes and you stop the diet and the weight all just comes back on and then exactly right and how do you feel when that happens 
Well, it comes on slowly. I gained it back slowly. It wasn't just, so I didn't notice it until pretty much it was too late. I had gained it all back and then some, right? I had, I had another child and then I realized, how did I get back to that? Like, when did that happen? Because I don't know if I was just turning a blind eye, right? I didn't want to see it. And then I realized, okay, so I'm back to basically what I was right before I did keto. So I did keto for absolutely nothing and it's frustrating and I don't want to do the fad diets. I don't want, I just want to, I want to do something I can do every day. Right. 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 And that's what I'm doing now. And it's amazing. Mm -hmm. And I tell this to people all of the time that if you want sustainable weight loss, if you want weight loss that lasts for your lifetime, you have to lose that weight using methods that you're also willing to do for your lifetime. So, Mm -hmm. you know, keto can be great for losing weight, but if you're not willing to eat keto for the rest of your life, it's not going to be a sustainable option for you. Right? Exactly. And so then you chose coaching. I did. Yeah. It was scary at first because I thought, is this for me? Will this work? And then I realized that It's about changing my mindset. It's about changing the way I think, changing my relationship with food. And that's what I need. I need it to not be toxic. Food is not bad for me. I can't, I don't want to be scared of food. Right. right? I need food. My body needs the fuel I need. So that's why I'm doing this. It has already changed my way of thinking. It's been three months now and I'm already, I have such a healthier relationship with food. It is great to not have to wake up being stressed about it and going to bed being stressed because, well, I ate all of that today. So tomorrow I have to eat like lettuce and I can't eat anything else because I had my pizza today. It's not like that now. Right. Yeah. And you said something so powerful in there, Melanie. You said, I don't want to be scared of food. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I don't want to be scared of food at all. Yeah. You know, I never thought about it that way, but. I think a lot of us are actually afraid of food. And, yep, you know, now, now that you say that, I think about my own journey. That is exactly what it is. All of this stressing and the agonizing over what, what should we eat, that's fear. That's it fear is. of food. Also fear of what's going to happen to us if we eat it or if we don't eat it. Right? Yeah. yeah. We're very hard on ourselves and it's failure, but it's it's not failure. It's learning what works for you. and it's planning and that's what that's what worked for me that's what i needed to change my mindset was planning and seeing that eating well makes me happy and makes me feel so much better i sleep better i don't have as much anxiety because everything comes naturally i still have my struggles because i'm only human but it's already so much better than it was a few months ago good yeah and you mentioned also that you were apprehensive about starting coaching initially. Yes. Can you tell us a little bit more about what your concerns were about or what your fears were about starting coaching? I wasn't sure if I could finish what I started, if I can say it that way. It was because then it puts a lot of accountability on myself. It puts a lot of not pressure, but then it's weekly calls. And then what if I don't have, what if my weight has gone up? What if I'm not doing well? What if I'm struggling? I don't know if I can do this, writing this every day. Um, Four children in the house. We're a family of six. We have a seven-month-old baby. I don't know if I can take the time, but it's excuses. 
because it doesn't take that much time. Mm-hmm. Right. The baby needs to sleep at some point so I can write in my journal. And it's okay for me to step outside for half an hour to write in my journal. It's okay for me to take, it's allowed me to take me time. Right. Right. It's allowed me to realize that I need to put myself a little bit more first, like not all the time, but it's okay for me to be first sometimes and to focus on, on myself. And that, I think that was the scary part because I would be putting myself first and just Mm -hmm. trying to focus on that. And then I didn't want to disappoint anybody, but then I realized that the only person I'm disappointing if I don't do this is myself, because I won't be changing my way of thinking. My relationship will, will remain toxic and forever toxic because I won't change how I think. Your relationship with food. Right. You're talking. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So what I'm hearing is some of the, the biggest apprehensions you had about signing up for coaching were the time yep. commitment. Um, not just coming to the calls every week, but also the the homework and the work that you had to do on yourself in between the calls. Yeah. Also a little bit of apprehension about having to take responsibility for yourself and owning up to your weight and owning up to your decisions. Exactly. And then a little bit of the accountability piece, accountability to me as your coach, but also really importantly, that accountability to yourself as well. Absolutely. And I knew that, I mean, it's not fun coming on and saying, oh, listen, I, I ended up binging three days in a row. It's never happened, but I was picturing this scenario could happen. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I binged three days in a row. I've gained five pounds. I'm not doing well, but that's, it's all part of the journey. It's okay to go exactly. through that. A hundred percent. You know, it's important to journal everything and you're, you don't start and then just win everything right away. You have to work for it. You have to work through it. You have to think about what you're doing and why you're doing it. It's all part of, it's all part of the journey. And that's what I needed to go through. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And now that we're three months into this process together, how are you thinking differently about those apprehensions you had at the beginning? Oh, I look forward to the calls. I do. I look forward to the coaching calls. Even if my weight has gone up or hasn't changed, I have changed. My way of thinking has changed. And I'm, my wins are when I can go through a tough situation and then I don't give in and I work through it instead. And I'm proud to tell you these things. I'm proud to say, hey, you know, I didn't have the cheesecake. I did not have my twisted nachos when I was craving them so badly because I was uh, upset. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's, Also hearing you say, well, that's great. Good job. Your validation, right? It means a lot. Mm -hmm. And I think about what it would be like if I hadn't started. And I don't think I would be the same person because I'm not scared of food anymore already. And just three months in, I'm not scared of food. How does that feel to say I'm not scared of food anymore? It is liberating. Yeah. It is freedom. Yeah, because I wake up and I'm not thinking about food unless I'm really hungry that I'm thinking about food, but not in a negative way. Like I look forward to having either my overnight oats or my omelet. Like I'm not always thinking about what's next for food. It's just, okay, well, I'm hungry. So I'm going to have my veggies and my hummus, which were before it would have been like, well, I have chocolate or I have chips or I want to fuel my body in a way that is healthy because I have one body. I want to be healthy. I want to be here for a long time for my children. 
And the way I was going before, unfortunately, I don't think it would have, I would have had a positive outcome. Yeah. Yeah. What do you think your life would look like now if you didn't start coaching? I think I would still be very much emotionally eating. I would be, I'm not saying that I never ate healthy foods, but it was a lot of binging. Okay, well, we're having a movie night, so I'm going to have chips, chocolate, and pop because it's a movie night. Or I'm feeling really sad, so I'm going to go to McDonald's and go eat it at the marina and look at the water. And those were the things I was doing. I was finding excuses to eat junk food, to eat unhealthy foods. And I was blaming my behavior. I was making excuses. It's okay. I'm sad. I can have a Big Mac. I'm sad. I can go have a Burger King because I'm sad. So it's okay. And now it's thinking, okay, why am I sad? And realizing that eating all the things I was eating before is not going to help me feel better at all. If anything, it'll make me feel worse because it'll be good while I'm eating it, somewhat anyway. But then when I'm done, my feeling of sadness is still there, but then I have guilt. Right. And and then being really disappointed in myself because I did that. Right. Right. And I think that is a cycle so many of us can relate to as well, right? Something stressful happens or you feel sad or lonely or bored or whatever it is for you and you fall face first into that, you know, chips and dip and pop on movie night, right? And then you wake up from that and you feel guilty. And then sometimes for many of us, for me anyway, I would go into another binge because I felt guilty over the first binge. And sometimes that cycle would go on for a week or two before I would Mm -hmm. pull myself out of it. And it's a hard cycle to step out of. It is. And once you've binged once, like say in the morning, I would have, I don't know, there are mornings where I had pizza for breakfast. Well, why stop there? I've already ruined my day, Mm -hmm. right? I've already ruined breakfast. So I might as well have fast food for lunch. And then I might as well have whatever for supper too, because I've already ruined my entire day. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's not how I view things now. It's completely different. The 24 hour plan that that was a lifesaver for me to plan ahead to the point where now I don't really need to, it comes naturally. Right. And I realized that there are days where I might struggle, but if I struggle one time in my day, it doesn't mean my entire day's ruined. Mm-hmm. It just means I can just, you know, write it down, journal my emotions, journal what happened, and then just move on. It doesn't mean I get to just have that day to do whatever. It's not that, Mm -hmm. right? And that's powerful for me because I've never been able to do that. That's amazing. Hey, what do you think has changed over the past three months? If you could put your finger on the thing that allowed you to step out of this binge cycle, what do you think that would be? Just how I feel in general, like the anxiety, I suffered from a lot of anxiety before, which I realized that when you have an unhealthy diet, it can accentuate that it it doesn't help at all. Mm -hmm. And now that I eat healthy and I sleep a lot better and I have more energy, it makes me feel like a better mom. Mm -hmm. It makes me feel like a better wife, like a better person. And all of these things affect emotional eating for me mm-hmm. because I don't feel sad often. I don't feel like I feel good. I feel happy. I'm proud of myself. And it just, it motivates me to keep going. Mm-hmm. So basically my way of thinking, I'm able to be self-aware and analyze why I'm doing things when I'm doing them and why I ate this and 
for example, a few days ago, I was very upset and I wanted my nachos and I wanted a piece of cheesecake. And before it would have been a no-brainer. I would have went and I would have had them and that was it. And this time it was okay. Well, it's not planned. It's not in my 24-hour plan. It's not an exception I made. And it's not a joy eat I plan. So I will be ruining so much for what? I'm going to eat it. I won't feel better. I'll still be upset afterwards. Mm -hmm. And then I'm going to feel bad. I'm going to feel bloated. I'm going to feel really guilty. And it's past six o'clock. So I'm going to feel terrible by the time I go to bed. Mm -hmm. And I won't sleep well. All right. And so what what did you do instead? I drove past the restaurant in, in question. I turned on my music. It turned out it was one of my favorite songs. And I just decided, you know what, I'm going to go home. I'm going to make my chicken and spinach wrap that I love. And I'm going to have my veggies and hummus. And I was actually looking forward to it because I didn't cave in. I just drove by, listened to my music, went home, had my healthy supper. And I felt a lot better. Like I felt I wasn't as emotional. I wasn't as upset. And I felt pride because I didn't give in. Mm -hmm. It wasn't planned. But in my head, it was, Mel, it's not planned. You haven't planned for this. If it had been planned, I would have enjoyed it because it would have been a joy eat. Right. So this week, my joy eat is I'm going to have my twisted nachos. It's going to be so good. But it was out of the blue. It wasn't planned. And I just, it didn't make me feel good. And I knew that I am better than that. I've worked so hard and I don't actually want it. Right. It's a habit. It's right. a habit. And I think that is the key, right? Mm-hmm. You had this terrible day. Yeah. You know, and, and we talked about the several things that happened in that day that just kind of resulted in you feeling taken advantage of, um, essentially, yes. and needing some comfort. And yep. your instinct initially was to have these nachos that you love and cheesecake. And of course, you just happen to also be driving by the restaurant <laughs> that you yes. would ordinarily go to to satisfy these urges for yourself. And you literally just drove right on by, out mm-hmm. of sight, out of mind. You also spent some time thinking about what had happened on that day and kind of reframing some of those situations in a way to allow yourself to think about it a little bit a little bit differently. And right. my question is, how easy was it for you to just keep on driving rather than turn into the parking lot of that restaurant? It was easy. Compared to a few months ago, it was easy. Mm-hmm. In the past, I wouldn't have been able to drive by. I would have stopped mm-hmm. for sure. There's no question I would have stopped. And I drove by and I thought, well, I'm not turning around now. I'm going to keep going home. Mm-hmm. It wasn't even a, oh, I'm disappointed I passed it or why didn't I turn around? And that's what I would have felt before. Like, where's the next street where I can turn to go back? And mm-hmm. it wasn't like that. It was, okay, well, I'm going home now. I've got my music and, you know, kind of jamming in the front seat and just enjoying the scenery. And it's just, I'm going home and I'm going to have my wrap and my veggies. Right. And I think one of the reasons was you felt a little bit more in control than you would have previously. So if you were faced with that similar situation, you know, six months ago or a year ago, I imagine that feeling of powerless, powerlessness that you have really, right? Like you're Mm -hmm. in the throes of these negative emotions. You feel terrible. You're 
out and about. You're not anywhere near the people you could turn to or, you know, other other healthier things that you could um, do. And the restaurant is right there. And, you know, I've been there before myself many, many times. And the pull of the restaurant and the anticipation of feeling so much better the instant the nachos or the cheesecake hits your mouth, you feel powerless. You feel like you have no choice, really, but to drive into the parking lot and head on into the restaurant. That's right. This time is you had that urge, right? You had that instinct to go for the nachos and the cheesecake. And then you thought, but actually, I don't really want it. Nope. But it was just to make myself feel better. Yeah. and that, That's not actually what I needed. Right. And I think that is the thing that made it so much easier for you to just keep on driving by and go home and and have the healthy dinner that you had planned for yourself. Exactly. Right. And can you identify or do you have any ideas how or why you were able to have that insight that you were really only wanting it because you were upset and that you didn't actually really want it and that it would make you feel feel worse? I pictured myself eating them and it just wasn't appealing. It didn't make me happy. I wasn't excited about it. Normally, if I plan something and I get, I'll get really excited because it's a treat. It's my joy eat. I've waited all week for it. And it's, but I was picturing myself eating it and it just, it didn't bring joy. It didn't bring anything. So I knew it wasn't actually because I wanted it. It's just because I was looking for something to make me feel better. When all I really needed was just music, going home and just having my healthy wrap and veggies. And that actually made me feel better. Yeah. Now, I talk a lot in my coaching and on social media that the way I coach weight loss isn't about restriction and saying no to the foods that we love. Right. And, you know, you talked a lot about Joy Eats and Exception Eats and, and things like this. And the philosophy behind that is it's totally okay to have those nachos and the cheesecake. It's just a matter of choosing to be intentional about it and planning on having it rather than turning to it in an emotional eat or a binge when you don't really want it. Exactly. Right. And I think that's part of the power of coaching is that it's not saying no to the foods that you love. It's just sometimes saying not right now because I know I want it only because I'm upset. But you know what? I'm going to plan to have those nachos tomorrow Mm -hmm. and I'm going to have them when I'm not emotional and I'm really going to enjoy them. And it's so powerful because I'm not saying no to anything. There's nothing I'm not allowed to have. And that's great. And that's where so different from keto and from any other diet Mm -hmm. is that there's nothing that I'm not allowed to have. I'm allowed to have them. I just have to plan for them. And when I plan for them, it's not emotional binging because it's planned. Exactly. And are you still losing weight? Yes, I am. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And I feel better. My, like I, I'm down to pant sizes. And I feel better about shopping. I'm excited again. I dreaded shopping a few months ago. My baby's seven months. So of course, after having a baby, your self-esteem is not the best. Mm-hmm. And I turned to food for all of that. And I, it was not great. 
Yeah. And that's why when I was talking to you about it, I thought I was scared, but at, at the same time, I thought maybe this is what I need, right? This is what I need to change how I feel because I figured I'm 38. I can still have another 60 years to go. I don't want to live the next 60 years being scared of food. Mm-hmm. I don't, and I don't want to pass that on to my children either. Mm-hmm. Right. I don't want them to see while well, mom is sad and she's eating a Big Mac. So then when I'm sad, I'm going to want fast food too. Right. I don't want that for them. Now right. they know I wake up in the morning and I have my oats or my omelets. And now my son has omelets too, that he's like obsessed with. And, oh, mom, can you make them for me? I'd rather have that than waffles or a bagel. You know what? Sure. I will make you the omelet. And you've got your kids asking for your vegetables too. <laughs> I Yes, I do. When we have, uh, we typically have meat and then they usually want fries or potatoes. And so I'll make myself my vegetables and my son's always, well, mom, can I have fries and veggies? Of course you can. <laughs> I'm not going to say no to you having veggies. They're not, they're not just mine. I'm just not going to have your fries, but you can have my side if you want. Right. Yeah. And it's great. Like it's, I'll have asparagus and then everybody's having asparagus. It's great. Where before we all would have just had fries. Right. Yeah. And you mentioned, you know, some of the other things that you've noticed have been changing over these three months together as well, that you're not wanting a lot of the junk food anymore. Like the cravings and the urges to have them just aren't there. Mm -hmm. You have some more energy. You're sleeping better. And this really big benefit of your family is just sort of naturally following in your footsteps and eating a little bit healthier as well. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I've never had as many fruit, veggies, or drank as much water as I am now. Right. Water was always a struggle. I never wanted water. I always had to add flavors, which now I realize have so much sugar in them. Mm -hmm. I might as well be having juice or pop. Mm -hmm. I crave water. I want water. I know it's good for me and it's, I'm fueling my body the way it should be. Right. It's not always perfect. It's not always perfect. I plan my joint eats and I plan my exceptions, but it is so much better than it was three months ago. Right. The magic in what you said there is you're not telling yourself I should be drinking more water. You actually want to drink more water. Right. And it's easy if you're wanting more water. I was panicking when I was reading that we should drink half our body weight in ounces. Mm -hmm. And I thought to myself, I can never drink that much water. That is way too much water. And now I usually surpass that. It's just so easy. I just want water. Like I wake up in the morning and it's a bottle of water. Mm -hmm. I used to wake up and always want like juice or coffee. And now it's, I need to drink a bottle of water first. Mm -hmm. And then I can move on to coffee and my, my overnight oats or my omelet or yeah. Whatever you're choosing. Yeah. 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 And I think when we start to naturally want the foods that serve our body in a healthier way, that's when weight loss becomes easy. It's almost effortless, really, because the struggle is often having to fight the urge or fight the desire, Mm -hmm. you know, for certain foods. And you can only fight so long, right? You can only fight so long before it's just tiring and throw in the white towel, right? But our approach when we do coaching is to really get you to not have the desires for those unhealthy foods anymore so that it's not resistance and it's not fighting and it's not trying to use willpower. It's really just following 
what your body wants and giving it what it wants and feeling really great with that. Exactly. Right. And Melanie, I don't know if you remember this, but way back on one of our first or second sessions, we were talking about your ice cream and how you, you know, you used to have your sugar-free ice cream as a treat in the evenings. And we had you do that exercise where you really paid attention to every bite that you put in your mouth, how it tasted, Mm -hmm. how it felt, um, how it smelled, how it made you feel. And what happened with the ice cream when you did that exercise? The first two or three bites were good. I enjoyed them. Mm -hmm. And then it was just, the taste was different. It wasn't the same. My gums started hurting. My gums were hurting and I don't remember feeling that before. I don't know if it's because I was just so happy to be eating ice cream and I just never noticed, but my gums Mm -hmm. started to hurt and it wasn't, I didn't enjoy it. It wasn't worth it to me. And that's actually the last time I had that ice cream. Right. Right. Like, isn't that incredible? Yeah. Because I remember the gum pain, the gum pain and just not enjoying it. So now I just, I don't want something I'm not going to enjoy. Right. And how powerful was that to actually slow down with this food that you had a tendency of just eating mindlessly as a habit, you know, in the evenings, really paid attention to your experience of it, learned, you know what, I actually don't like this. And Mm -hmm. that was it. Like, have you had a craving or a desire for that ice cream at all since that happened? No, I had real ice cream. And I went to the park with my kids. And there was an ice cream canteen and I took vanilla because that's what I wanted. And every bite was amazing. And I got to the cone and I decided I don't actually want the cone and I threw it out. Mm -hmm. My son was horrified. He couldn't understand why I was throwing out the best part of the ice cream (laughs) cone. But I told him, I don't want it. I said, do you want it? Because you can have two, have mine. And he was like, no, you ate it. So, okay. And I just, I didn't want it, but threw it out. I had what I wanted. And before that would have been, no, like you have to eat the cone. Like you have to, you can't throw anything out. But I enjoyed the bites I had and that was it. Yeah, right. And, you know, we've had some holidays over the past few months. We've had Mother's Day and Father's Day, right? And you like cheesecake to celebrate these occasions. Yes. Right. And can you tell us how your cheesecake experience has been different? on occasions versus, you know, a year or two ago? So before, I wouldn't have paid attention to what I was feeling. I would have just eaten it and probably had two, three slices because it was so good, right? Mm -hmm. I remember my Mother's Day cake was amazing and I enjoyed all the bites. I enjoyed all the bites. But for Father's Day, I had ordered one as well. I had one and it wasn't the same. I had a few bites and then I was done. Mm-hmm. But then I kept eating it. Mm-hmm. I kept eating it and I finished it. And when I finished it, I said, I shouldn't have done that because I didn't actually enjoy it. Mm-hmm. So it was, I could have stopped after two, three bites. It was like the ice cream. I could have stopped. Right. But you learned that, right? And then you went and mm-hmm. you had the experience with the ice cream cone and you were able to stop. Yep, exactly. Right. And this is why we can have all of the foods that we want to have. And there's room for that inside a healthy diet, right? Mm -hmm. And is there room for three or four slices of a cheesecake? You know, maybe not. But if you pay attention to what you're eating and how it feels 
and how much you're enjoying it while you're eating and you stop eating it when you're no longer enjoying it. Like that is freedom, I think, right? That is is no longer allowing food to have the control. That is putting you back into control and you don't have to stress or worry or fight about it because you know you can have a piece of birthday cake on your birthday and that you'll have just enough. You won't have half the cake. You'll have just enough. Exactly. And it's giving me the freedom to also, I can go anywhere really and just change something so it fits what I want. Mm -hmm. Whether it's if the kids want to go to McDonald's, I can have a hamburger without the bun. There's always a way to, it's not, no, you can't have this at all. Mm -hmm. You're not allowed to have this. It's no, you can have it, but with moderation or you can change something about it. Right. And it's not that you can't have the bun either. It's that you yep. have discovered you don't feel good no, when you I eat the not. white breads, right? And so you know this about yourself. And so if you do plan to go to McDonald's one day for lunch, that that's the, the reasonable substitution for you, that you just have the burger without the bun. And, exactly. and it's totally And I find fine. it so much more flavorful without the bun. Like I have the lettuce wrap and it tastes so much better. I, I taste everything. I taste the veggies. It's it's completely different. It has changed my experience with food. I can actually, I look forward to tasting different flavors. It's not just bread. It used to be all bread before, Mm -hmm. right? And now it's, you know, different spices and different veggies and trying this out. And I don't need the bread. I don't need all the junk. I don't need the chocolate. I don't need the chips. That's not what makes me happy. And that's not what fuels my body properly. Right. Yes. I love it. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. All right. So if we could rewind the clock back to three months ago before you started coaching, knowing what you know now, would there be any hesitation? Oh, God, no. Oh, no. Sign me up. It would be let's go. All right. And if you could summarize the biggest thing, the most impactful thing that you've learned in coaching, What would you say that would be? Freedom. 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 And honestly, not being afraid of food. I know I've mentioned it a few times, but not being afraid of food. I don't want to be scared of food. I don't need to be scared of food. I need it. We need it. Why be scared of it? And that's where it didn't make sense in my mind. It's the toxic relationship with food I didn't want. It's not saying no to everything. It's there's a time and a place for it and you can plan for it. Okay. And it's understanding how I feel. And that's what's important. And how would you describe your relationship with food now? Normal. It feels normal to me. I know I still have work to do and I'm, I'm a work in progress is what I am. But I feel like my relationship with food is normal compared to what it was three months ago. And how does that feel? It feels like I'm well on my way to reaching my goal. And it feels amazing. And when I started, I didn't think I would reach my goal. I thought, okay, well, it's nice to have a goal. It's nice to work towards it, but it's okay if I don't reach it. And now it's, no, I'm going to reach it because I'm well on my way. I'm doing good. And it's not, it doesn't seem impossible anymore. Doesn't seem impossible anymore. Yeah. And how confident are you to just go on living the rest of your life with the skills that you've learned in coaching so far? It won't even be a struggle. It's just, it's normal now. It feels normal. Yeah. I don't even need to plan my meals 24 hours ahead of time anymore. I did that for about two and a half months every day. Everything was breakfast, lunch, and suppers and my snacks. And this is what I can have. And Mm -hmm. 
now I find like, I'll go back and, oh, I missed six days, but I'm just, it's normal now. I'm used to it, right? Like I know I can have the salad for lunch and then I'm going to have my, my chicken wrap for supper. And it's, I don't feel, okay, well, the kids want pizza. So I have to have pizza. It's No, no, they want pizza and I can have my omelet or I can have my wrap. I don't have to follow what they're doing. Right. That's also freedom as well. Cause I wasn't able to do that before. It was an excuse, right? Well, they're having pizza, so I'll have it too. You found a rhythm to your eating. Yep. That just feels yep. very natural for you. Yeah. And has your relationship with yourself changed at all through the course of coaching? I respect myself a lot more, mm-hmm. right? I love myself a lot more. I don't feel like I'm in a constant battle with myself, right? Because one part of me wanted all the food and then the other part was like, well, you have to lose weight. So you can't do that. There's no, you can't. There's no, you can't. There's no nose. It's just, there's a time and a place. That also sounds and like freedom. It is. It is. It's very empowering. Like I don't, I can do anything. Because my biggest struggle for the past decade has been my weight. And yes, I've lost weight with keto and then it came back. It's very hard when it comes back because I was very happy the way I was. But then I also, I kind of knew I couldn't keep eating the way I was eating. Wasn't good for me. And I would get headaches often and because of all the fat. And I just wanted to have normal coffee. Not just put butter in my coffee all the time because of keto. Like, (laughs) you know, and just have like so much cheese. And now I don't have as much cheese. That's a personal decision, Mm -hmm. right? It's part of what I'm eating. It's part of what I'm doing now. And it's just, everything is just so much better now. I feel like a much better person. I'm a good role model for my kids because they see what I'm doing. And even my spouse can see it, right? Like I'm I'm happier. I'm happier. I'm not perfect. It's not what this does. It doesn't make you perfect. It makes you a better person because you can follow through with what you want. Well, there's no such thing as perfect. Exactly. Yeah, no such thing right? as perfect. Yeah, for sure. All right. Yeah. Well, if you had one piece of advice to give to another woman who's maybe just starting out on a weight loss journey, what would you tell them? Try the coaching. <laughs> Try the coaching. I didn't because... tell you to say that. <laughs> no. <laughs> She did not tell me to say that at all. No, it's honestly because it's overwhelming when you try to do it on your own. Mm-hmm. It's overwhelming. You don't even know where to start. So that's why I'm saying try coaching because to have someone else validate your feelings, but also give you ideas and see like a few weeks ago, I thought I was doing great eating all the cheese and the nuts I was eating. And then you mentioned, okay, well, that's a lot, right? And you were talking about portions and oh, okay, well, I'm still learning, mm-hmm. right? So yeah. it's teamwork. It's teamwork and it's great. It's nice to work with somebody who understands what you're going through, who's going through the same struggles, mm-hmm. right? It makes it real for me, right? And that's why I say try it because it's hard, it's scary, but it's worth it. Okay. It is. And I just, I have one last question for you. So I make all my clients journal Tell the cows come home. I mean, we journal about everything in our coaching programs here. And a lot of people don't want to do it until they suddenly see, oh my gosh, (laughs) this makes a difference. What has your experience with the journaling piece of the coaching been like? Accountability. It holds, it keeps me accountable. Like if I go back to the beginning, 
I'm talking a lot about how upset I am. And then I had this and this is what I ate. And now it's, you know, I experienced this and I didn't give in because I didn't need to. It's interesting to see the progress is what I like the journaling for Mm -hmm. is you see where you were before, how you are now. And it holds you accountable because you don't want to write that you binged. You don't. You want to write the good stuff. You want to write, hey, I did this and I did really good. You don't want to write. So I was really upset and I had a whole pizza to myself and I had a whole cheesecake. You don't want to write that because then it's permanent. It's on paper. Yeah. Right. And then it's not a good feeling. But what happened when you wrote it down? When I wrote down that I binged? Yeah. It made me feel like I don't want to write this again. I don't want to do this again. Next Mm -hmm. time I write, I want it to be positive and I want it to stay positive because to have it permanent on paper, I don't want to say it's failure. It's not failure, but I was disappointed in myself because it was, I'm writing it down. It's permanent and I'm looking at it and I'm rereading it. And this is not what I want for myself. So Mm -hmm. I don't want to write it again. Mm -hmm. And then I never did. Right. I do make mistakes, but not as big as that one time that I journaled that I just had like a massive feast that I shouldn't have had because I was upset. Right. Right. And I think a few things happened in that process. One is Mm -hmm. when you write it all down and when you're honest about what happened and what you ate and why you ate it and what you were feeling, you know, you're not always aware of those things in the moment. Right. When you're in the middle of the binge, right? Um, but mm-hmm. when you take the time afterwards to step back and reflect on it, you learn a lot, right? You learn a lot about what you were feeling, why you ate, how you felt after you ate. And you mm-hmm. see that, I mean, it doesn't really solve the problem. Not at all. It doesn't really solve the problem. And you had a fair amount of judgment of yourself after that, yeah. right? And we kind of had to coach through that that self-judgment. But the thing is now when your big emotions come up, you're able to take that step back and have the awareness because you took that time to write down and spend time, no matter how uncomfortable that time was, you spent time thinking about that binge and what went on and you learned from it and were able to apply that moving forward. Right. And something I think about a lot is actually an exercise that you had me do during one of our coaching sessions. It was write a letter to myself from the me I was when I started mm-hmm. to the me at my goal weight. Mm-hmm. And I think about that a lot because I cried when I wrote that letter mm-hmm. because it's the me I want to be. Mm-hmm. So when I go to make a choice, that letter is always in my head. Right. Because I'll never get to be the recipient of that letter. If I don't make the good choices, if I don't keep up what I'm doing, mm-hmm. right? It's, it was a very powerful exercise. And I never would have done that if I wasn't doing coaching with you, because that's just not something that you would think of doing. Of you course. know, oh, hey, I'm going to write a letter to myself. You don't do that. <laughs> that's why when you said that, I was like, okay, I can write a letter to myself. I, I kind of saw the benefits, but when I was writing it, like it, it's powerful. It made me cry. Yeah. It was emotional because I want to be that recipient. I want to be that goal. Right. And this is why I feel coaching is so important on the weight loss journey, because without this piece of it, you're just focusing on the what I should eat and when I should eat it. Right. And you did that with keto. And I've done that with Weight Watchers and keto and 
South Beach and like every yeah. little everything out there, right? But until you actually get your head in the game, until you actually learn how to manage your mind and understand the reasons why you make the choices you do when it comes to foods, until you can see how and why you're emotionally eating, you can do all the diets in the world and they won't be successful in the long run nope. because you're still going to binge. You're still going to emotional eat and you're still going to have all of that resistance and that fighting and that fear of food and what happens if. You're right. Right. All yep. right. Well, you know, Melanie, I want to thank you for taking the time to do this interview with me today. It's been a pleasure and it's been an absolute pleasure coaching you as well. We have three more months to go and I can't wait to see what more we accomplish together in those three months. Well, thank you for having me. Working with you has been life changing. So I love this. Oh, thank thank you. you. Thank you so much. Excellent. Thank you so much, Melanie, for joining us here today. What did you guys think? Well, if you have any questions for either Melanie or myself after you listen to this, just give us an email. You can email me at michelle at waysahealth.com. I'd love to answer any questions that you might have about this. And coming up next week, we're going to talk about 1% wins. 1% wins is such an important tool when it comes to weight loss. And it's something that most of us suck at monumentally. So we're going to talk about how to build those skills. And along with that, we're actually going to have a week-long free 1% wins challenge. So I'm going to set up a group for us all and we're going to go in there. And for one week, we're each going to collect 100 wins together. So that's something coming up for you next week. Stay tuned for that. And in the meantime, know that if you want to get a start on things just like Melanie did, you can head on over to the website and download the free Getting Started Guide. You can find that over at www.waysahealth.com forward slash start, or you can click on the link in the show notes. It'll be there for you. Until then, thank you so much. I appreciate you more than you know, and have a good week. 